and then the moths are like on them, like crazy. And you're trying to get rid of the moth, but you don't realize there's this compelling attraction of the light bulb that's you're not going to convince the moths to stay away from it. You can't fight them off. They're just going to keep coming like waves. But if you remove the light bulb, there'd be, the moths would disperse. Yeah. This is the freaking point. I have this story about... Are we filming now? No. I have this story when I went to Turkey. Hopefully, hopefully this will illustrate something I'm attempting to communicate. And so I went to Turkey... And I was on a round-the-world trip, yeah? I left Australia, and I was trucking around, and ended up in Turkey, and I, I was hanging out with some other people, and then this guy with a nice gray suit, when we were walking around Istanbul, there's this beautiful place called the uh, Blue Mosque, and then this other place, the Sofia, very, very popular. So we were walking around there, and this guy came over and said, hey, I, I don't mind showing you guys around. And I, so we said, all right, sure. So he walked us around the whole place. He's very, very, spoke great English and everything. He takes us to this brick building, knocks on this door at the end of it, and then a guy similar to him with a gray suit, very nicely dressed, comes to the door. And then it's sort of like we're like a baton. He passes us to this guy. He takes us into this rug emporium, yeah? which Tur Turkey are very famous for their rugs, yeah? So they bring us into this emporium, and they go, hey, and they go, what's your name? I go, Paul, and he says, all right, Paul, Mr. Paul, do you want some apple juice or Turkish coffee? I go, apple juice would be good. So he brings us all in, and then this giant show starts occurring, where they start bringing out these rugs, and they're flipping them around, and the light's hitting them, and they're beautiful for hours, yeah? If you stayed there, they wouldn't stop. And then they're going, and then they want to sell you one. And, but the thing is, I told them, man, I really love the chi I love this, the rug, but I don't have a floor. I have nowhere to live, right? So there's no need for a rug unless there's a floor. The, the, the value of the rug is based on the floor. <laughs> Without a floor, who the hell wants a rug? And they're going, well, we can, we'll fold it up. I'm saying, I'm just trucking around. We'll fold it up and you can put it in your, your knapsack. I go, give me a break. I'm not going to go to Thailand with a Turkish rug on my back. <laughs> I don't have a house. I don't have any place to live. So I'm not, I have no, there is no hook you can hook on for me to want a rug. This is the whole thing with selfing. Because what happens when you get the rug? Then you got to get a couch that matches the rug. Then you got to get some embroideries on the wall. Then you got to get lamps. Then you don't want anyone to touch it. All this shit happens, but it's all based on the floor. Without the floor, there'd be no desire or drive for a rug. Yeah. So the, the idea of being a self, the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, yes, an island upon yourself, that has private thoughts and private feelings and does things that no one else does. All this, this build-up of this sense of being so terminally unique is totally rooted in the idea of being a separate entity, a body. Yeah, That's the flaw. Once that flaw is taken to be in place, then a rug gets laid over it. Then tons of shit gets added onto it. And a lot of the stuff that gets added onto it, you, you don't like, you'd rather get rid of it. But it's sort of like the story with the light bulb and the moths. As long as the light is on, the moths are incredibly compelled to go towards it. As long as you have a floor, you're going to attract the rugs, you're going to attract the lamps and the couches and the chairs 
and you're going to be flipped out if someone spills anything on the rug or anything like that. And this whole story of you is based on one assumption and one assumption only that's constantly being reinforced, implied, insinuated, inferred, presupposed by the mental state is that you are a body. Force first and foremost. And then what spirituality becomes is a topic to you as a body. That is not spirit. That is spirituality, but that is not spirit. Spirit is what's prior to the body. Spirit is what's before the body. Yeah? We've got it all off. As soon as the false floor is placed, as taken to be a solid, long-lasting, independent, separate entity, tons of shit gets added onto it. And a lot of that stuff isn't allowing us to travel light or we're not feeling great about it, but you can't get rid of the accessories unless you get rid of the car. You can't get rid of the moths unless the light bulb's taken out. It's that simple. So the whole point is, the good news about this is, oh, Jesus Christ, it isn't like, I've got to take this, rip this whole floor apart. There is no floor. That's the greatest news about the message. There really is nothing to do. If it was a huge floor and then you had all that weight on it, to first you'd have to remove all the weight, you'd have to purify the room to get to the floor and then have the floor ripped out and the nails are so pounded in there it'd be difficult and it could be a huge, it could go on for lifetimes. Yeah? But there is no floor. That's the great news. <laughs> there is no floor. There is no, you are not, humbly speaking, this is just an invitation. This is not a condemnation, but you and I are not a body. You go to sleep every night, you dream in bodies, but you're not a body. That's the salvation. The salvation to being a body is realizing you're not a body. That's the only salvation that will ever work. The salvation of being a body is the realization you're not a body. You don't need to realize anything else. It's all the other stuff is obvious. It'll trigger as soon as you are relieved of the bondage of self, that attention that you are will, will bring about or, or tease out what you are into the same life where the, like the alcoholism teased out fucking death and destruction. Well, the spirit, what you are, will tease out what you are here. You'll enjoy peace of mind. You'll have a new power flow in. You'll sense a conscious presence of what you are, which is not a freaking body. So, this is what had happened. It was gone a long world trail. So I had inklings about this stuff long, 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 long time ago. I was in the frame of recovery. I tried to be of service. Brought about a, a workshop we used to do for like 19 years where we try to just inform people of the dilemma. Because if you don't get to the exact nature of the wrong, that's going to reinforce the wrong. <laughs> and I do not believe that you're obsessed with something. I believe the true obsession is your idea of being a body. That, to me, is really the obsession of all obsessions. It's such an obsession, it's what claims all the other obsessions. Yeah? It's like Dracula kills all the other vampires to hide that it's the vampire. <laughs> I can't help it. I wish I hadn't seen this because I would have had a different career. I'd probably do having like 50 people stretching with beautiful music with 
with things and then giving a little uplifting spiritual process talk. And I may look better, I have robes, I'd probably be in better health because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think I was a body, but I was really thinking of a body. <laughs> Who knows? It may have gone much better. <laughs> but unfortunately, what happens? Something downloaded and it put an end to things. And all since then, all I attempt to share is what you're not. So that you can see what you're calling you very, very nonchalantly all day. And what the language is constantly reinforcing. It's like we're living with a hypnotist. It's ourselves. We're hypnotizing ourselves all day. Listen to the language you're listening to. It says you have tons to do with shit you have nothing to do with. It's constantly implying you have tons of shit to do with shit you have nothing to do with at all. It's like, it's really incredible. It really is. If you're listening in a very, very unclear way to the thought system, it's, it's, it's implying all day that you're the thinker of the thoughts or you're the thought about. You're going to be an object. When the mental state interprets you, you're going to be an object. You're going to be an object that's thinking, or you're going to be the object that's thought about. But you're going to be seen as an object. That's the fundamental mistake, because how can a body, how can a body become spiritual? It's thingness. How can thingness get a little less thingness? It can't. It's seeing you're not thingness is, is the recognition of what you are. And it doesn't take any time or effort. And, the, and it doesn't need... Something that's already so does not need to be established as so. It's already so. It's just a simple recognition, and maybe you only get one little bit of it comes available, but then it grows and more is revealed. And now those qualities that you can enjoy peace of mind will be actually intimately an experience you have because you're not driven by time as much as you used to be. Yeah, I'm not living trying to fight the phantoms of what's not happening. I don't see that I could be anywhere else because I'm seeing myself being here. That's the end of the story. Yeah. I don't think I didn't. I could have. I may have not been. I may have not gotten run over by a car. I look at the leg. I got run over by a car. End of story. Why would I want to? You have to see every time you go down those trails. Yeah, your own poop is growing. It's like fertilizer. You just go down into what's not happening, and suddenly what's not happening grows unbelievably and overrides or overshadows what's happening. And most people, if they're bummed out right now, it's not about now. It's about yesterday and tomorrow. It's obvious. See it once, you'll see it duplicating itself all day. And it cannot, that furniture has no leg to stand on unless the floor is in place. And the floor is identification as a self. Why do you want to get moving vans to get rid of shit? You'll just buy other furniture. Just see if the floor is so or not. If it isn't, far out. You'll travel lighter. I guarantee it. You'll travel lighter. I guarantee it. Because this little, this cow, the only place it gets nourishment is here. It's constantly being sent by the fucking crazy shepherd up there into the yesterday and tomorrow. It's, not, it's just all bloated, but it, you know, when kids are, uh, 
suffering from malnutrition, they get really bloated. We're really bloated and full of ourselves, but there's no nutrition. We're just chewing the cud of yesterday and tomorrow. Just producing tons of methane. It stinks. It does. It's like some, It's like being on a boat and everyone's got shit in their pants. No one wants to say it to anyone else because the whole place stinks. No one wants to go because then they may have to, may have to see they have shit in their pants. We just think this is how it is. That little kid, wherever it is, give it a two more years, and if it saw mommy and daddy, it would go, it would probably think you're crazy. Because you're totally flipping out, but it doesn't see any threat, the kid. You're the only one who sees the threat because it's in your own little porno theater. What's going to happen to Dave last year or next year? It's all faith. It's all the energy of faith. I don't know how else to call it. We've given faith a lot of names. I believe faith is a force of big M mind. Yeah? It's just a force neutral, just just everything. And here in this place, it's manifest by the vehicle you put in it. Now, I've seen this in hindsight because I had faith in the thought system that was driving me crazy. That's how it could drive me crazy. I believed the thoughts about yesterday and tomorrow. I believed deeply the thoughts about me, about you, about how I was, how I'm going to be, how you were, how you're going to be. I believed it completely with no factual evidence. I just assumed it to be correct. And that little lighthouse, that guided me in my life, and all I ended up was institution jails and death. The same thing, now 28 years, the exact same vehicle hasn't parked in those three parking spaces in 28 years. It's not the vehicle that went there. It's what was guiding the vehicle. Either the mental state or what you call spirit. Those are seemingly the only options. Either you have faith in the thoughts or you have faith in the, in the space or the silence. You either have faith in being or you have faith in doing and having. And you'll reap the rewards of which one has been planted. You will. You'll reap the rewards. You'll either travel lighter or you'll not. And I'm telling you, you may have ideas of spirituality. If you felt content and satisfied right now, you would give a shit about enlightenment. You would, the need to be liberated would be dropped completely because you would realize you are what you're looking for. End of story. And it's not going to change. I don't care what you freaking think or I, what I think. What you are is what you're looking for. What's looking right now is what you're looking for. Spirituality is being, it's not knowing, it's not doing, it's not having. Because if you know, you're going to unknow. If you do, you're gonna, it's going to be undone. If you have, you're going to lose. But if you are it, all those insane mental possibilities that it will fucking hunker down on, the mental state, will be dismissed. It's like I was sharing before the talk. What happened with me in recovery... The last day, the, the regular day at the office, just trying to stay loaded until I could get high, something intervened in this little story of Paul. It was almost like a portal or something. But something, first of all, stopped the train of selfing, the thought system. And in that pause, something downloaded. And now in hindsight, 
Because in recovery, we talk about the problem resides in the mind. You're being driven to desperation by the thought system. That's where, that's the muscle of alcoholism. It's flexed in the thought system. And therefore, if you're having thoughts about using and feelings and misperceptions that lead you to be losing, then all you need to be involved with, seemingly, is shopping for skillful means. But could you imagine if that isotope, that urge, was removed and you haven't had a thought or a feeling about using for 28 years? That would be a damn freaking good solution, wouldn't you? All I need is a way of life that will allow that to manifest and keep on being what it is, which AA has offered, and therefore the whole germination, that gift of sobriety was given to me completely in one nanosecond, and it's been manifesting for 28 years. And I have never had, could happen tomorrow, I have never had a thought or a feeling to get loaded in 28 years. I have no need for skillful means dealing with that urge because I don't have the urge. Now that's a damn good solution. That's like there is no flaw. You don't have to get a moving van. You don't da 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 da. There's nothing. You're, there's nothing to put anything on. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You're a verb finally. You're not like a little glass of water on the mantle saying the Colorado River. You're the rivering. You are verbing. We are just living right now. This is manifesting. It's called being. It's not be, it's being. It seems to be playing itself in this little kaleidoscopic event called time and space. That's what's happening. We're verbing. You're not going to recognize yourself if you're looking for yourself as a noun. You're never going to see it, ever. Because you can't see it, you are it. It's such a beautiful message. Because... If your action figure needs something, you find it, yeah? But the fact is, you're not going to increase the light that you are by whatever you do or don't do here. Things will allow the mental state to diminish, which means the light has more access in and out of this place. Or, yeah, or you get this and that change. But all it is is making room for the light that's already there. And have you ever seen when you pull the shade up, how, how long does it take the light to rush into the room? Does it go incrementally? It just puts this little light toe in and checks out? No, 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 just poof, immediately. That is exactly what it's like. When you jump off of the train of self-will, you seem to always be at the exact same station, the present moment. You never leave this moment. There's no escape. <laughs> and you're never going to leave this place as a body. No freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the bubble leaving the ocean. It's going to be popped in about three or four feet. <laughs> Do you ever think it becomes its own ocean? Never. <laughs> it pops. <laughs> and what happens is ocean. <laughs> if I could pop all our little bubbles, it'd be great. Ping! <laughs> but they're not even bubbles. You don't even have to pop them. That's the good news. It's all seeming... You know, in the big book, one of the most important things they say is in one of the forwards of the recovery book, it says, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Seemingly puts it all on us. It says, it appears to be true or false to you. 
the true and falsehood of everything is not based on things, it's based on you. You and I, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. What is the recovery based on? You see that it's seemingly. You see that it appears to be true or false to you. There's no one behind that. In a sense, we're the final arbiter. There's nothing that's seen what's seen. If this, if the floor is seen, we were talking about it. You missed it, but you actually missed it. Incredible. If the floor isn't there, it really, 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 it's sort of like what happens in the world. The systems, the selves that don't work, spend a lot of time reinforcing they're the only way. Yeah? And so we constantly keep resuscitating something that's failed instead of letting it die. Well, this is sort of like that. You're dropping, you're not trying to pluck this out and trim that. You're seeing the root. You're going to the root of the imaginary tree and recognizing it's not you. And there you go. And then see what happens. And for me, 28 years later, well, I don't know how many years now, it's allowed an ability I had not, I never had, which is traveling lighter gear. And I found very clearly in hindsight that I could train, I could turn my will and life over to almost everyone in this room, not everybody, but most of you, and you would do a better life with it than I ever did. Because why? You don't have as much vested interest in it as I do. It's the vested interest in it. It's the managing that's making it unmanageable. It's amazing. I was never going to buy... I could have stayed in that Emporium, Rug Emporium, for three years, and I wasn't going to buy a rug. Because there was one indisputable fact that couldn't be erased by all the rug advertisements. I don't have a flaw. Why the hell would I want a rug? Yeah, that's the whole... That's it. That's like the spirit of it. Check out the basic foundation. Everything's based on... Watch, I was at a recovery meeting last night. If you looked at it energetically, you're in a you're in like a like a cocoon of energy, of self-interest. It's just it's sort of like this river, and then this cocoon builds like a more thick current, and everyone's in it. Some are just totally it's like they're right, there. and then they go to a meeting or they share or they help someone else, and it goes opens up a little, and they get a little space. What is that space? What is that pause? But us, yeah, we're us. It's us, yeah. But the habit is this, it's just like, it's like an orbiting of a belt of interest and attention that just stays pretty much located around this body reference, yeah? Because the mental state is identified as the body, yeah? It's once, it's keeping the orbit going like this, by, so the thoughts that come, in, that come through like comets get sucked into the orbit called my thoughts, feelings that just come and go, feeling would come and go, gets sucked in, and now they're my feelings. It's like if you had a, a running water, and you put a rock in it, suddenly the current of the water would change. 
some of the current, now the water would start going around the rock, and then whatever the water is carrying would start getting caught on the rock, and then suddenly there'd be a little bit of water around the rock that would be stagnant, and you wouldn't even be able to see the water, because there'd be leaves and, tr- and branches, yeah? And it has nothing to do with engineering. If you took the rock out, it would all be done, yeah? What is it that's, co- what is that identification? What is that reference that is allowing all of this to suddenly, almost like a maelstrom, if you saw energy, you would see it, a maelstrom going around this phantom. It's an emptiness, but it's, it's, there's, an, there's a, a made-up appearance that it's about you, yeah? And it's a tough nut to crack. What, I see it. You can be a divine proctologist. You can pull out someone's ass, head out of their ass of self, but it will go right up in about an hour. You wouldn't have weekly appointments. It'd be hourly. You'd pop, oh, pop it out, and then they'd be back, pop it out. What would happen if that attention and interest was dispensed or dispersed? That's the sense of presence. That's what it is. Presence is dispersed. Presence is not focused. It's not like a laser beam. It's more like a field or like a mist, a cloud of mist. You sense something that's vague. Once it gets focused, you miss it. Once there's concentration, you miss it. If you get go of it, oh, it's, ah, yeah. Well, whatever. The message just gets you real. All you want to do, if you could participate in it, is you want to trigger an image to arise. To see, to get a, to really see you're not that. You know, to question what's questionable. Yeah? To be suspicious of what should be suspicious of. Yeah? Those things, if not directed by the mental state, are healthy. Healthy suspicion, healthy questioning goes a long way. And if you see what you're not, if you see exactly that what you are, what you take yourself to be, actually, is an activity, it's a lot of pointing at nothing. Yeah? We make the leap into being the body. We take ourselves to be the body. All the pointing can't do what, what we can do, which is make something seem to be real. All the pointing can just be used to facilitate it. If you see that all that you are as what you take yourself to be, as what you're thought about, is an activity. It's a leap of imagination based on activity. If you could see that, and if you could just see the pointing and not make the leap, the assumption, the presupposing, the inferring, the implying that you're a thing, and just see it, you'd get a sense of what you really are. And that goes a long, 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 long way here. A real long way. I mean, being will trump knowing any day of the freaking week. If you were in any card game in this world, and the guy had the, you know, the greatest hand of knowing, four aces and a whatever, and yet one card of being will trump it. <laughs> being game over. <laughs> And then you wouldn't take the pot, you would just give it everywhere. You'd care less about the pot. (laughs) 
and you would go, well, that's not like me, exactly. You'd have a lot of those little hits. Hey, this isn't like me. This isn't like me. After a while, exactly right. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> I think we don't want to find it because we're scared what we'll do with ourselves. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of free time. <laughs> the thought system. <laughs> you can just put it in the garage. <laughs> the thought system's awesome, really. I mean, when I have a problem, it arises, it deals with it, and then it recedes after the chore is done. It doesn't linger and start going off on some, you know, you lose your keys quite a lot. You, oh, you know, you're very disorganized. <laughs> like, I don't know any of that shit. <laughs> it just gets dismissed. It goes back into its little box, you know? It's because thing, when it pops out, you call it you. That's what keeps us out. It's like a jack-in-the-box, but you call it me when it pops in. If you would just refrain, it would go back into the box. It would arise when it's important and it's appropriate to arise. It wouldn't be lingering. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, is there any more need to be said? No, no. Any questions?